0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Next English Podcast. I wish I could be speaking to you under different circumstances, about something light-hearted. I wish I could be teaching you some English grammar or vocabulary instead. However, as you know, the world witnessed another terrorist attack. In Paris, the capital of France, Friday the 13th will forever be remembered as the night of terror. About 130 people were killed in coordinated bomb and fire attacks across the capital of France. I discovered that this had happened when um, I was in pub with my friends, just hanging out, enjoying myself. And um, at one point I looked at my mobile phone and noticed a post from Luke, from Luke's English Podcast Facebook group Uh, saying that Luke is in, in France and he and his wife and his friends are safe and sound. But unfortunately, 130 people died there under horrific circumstances and also about 350 people were injured. To be honest with you, I never intended to do a podcast episode about this, as I consider this to be a serious topic And if you want to address something of this sort, you have to make sure you do it well. Taking into account all aspects, because this is not just a clear-cut, straightforward problem. This is far more complicated. But then one of my listeners, his name is Nico, and his nickname Pikachu, and he's from Paris. He asked me to do an episode about this. I'd never known I had a listener... Uh, called Nico. So first of all, I was delighted that another listener came out and contacted me, but then I realized that actually I I might not be able to meet his requirement. I told him that I was afraid to do it because I had no idea how my Muslim listeners would respond to what I think about this. I was aware I could easily insult them by my ideas, which would partly go against their religion, I know I have a lot of listeners from Islamic countries and I really don't want to lose them. But then again, I am I and I will not modify or change my opinions just to satisfy someone. I don't want to come across as a, as a hypocrite. Not just to come across, I really don't want to be one. Instead, I want to have stable views on the issues, on the global problems. The thing is, you have a lot of friends around you and the media and everything. And it is hard not to ignore these people's views. So even if even if you're trying to be yourself. Even if you're trying to kind of maintain your personal perspectives or views. It still happens that you get influence. It's inevitable. The question is to what extent you get influence. The less the better obviously. To cut the long story short. I knew this would be hard and I didn't want to go for it. Also, it seemed to be too much of a challenge and it would definitely require a lot of preparation. And then I changed my mind, because I really think I should have my say about this. And I know I may upset some people by my personal thoughts and takes on the whole situation, but I am willing to take the risk. But I. Couldn't record this without preparation. It's too serious and also emotional for this matter. So I am reading this episode out from the script. At least I will uh, try to sound as natural as I possibly can. Do we have a deal? I hope we do. So thank you, uh, Nico, for this push. Now let's see how I handle this. If you're not happy, by the way, with what I say in this episode, any one of you listeners... Muslims or non Muslims alike, please feel free to comment, ideally in the Facebook group, or you may do so um, on audioboom.fm, on Zdenek's English podcast uh, channel. Or you can send me an email on Zdenek.lucas at sesnam.cz. I am willing to have a discussion to a certain extent, but to be honest with you, I'm a little bit getting tired because immigration, terrorism, and war in Syria is currently number one world issue. And the, uh, there seems to be too much of it now. The, the internet is literally flooded with hateful comments from both sides, Muslims and non-Muslims alike. And I would rather like to deal with something more pleasant. Also, I will not go into some hate debate. I refuse to take part in it. So if you send me some hateful comments, I just refuse to respond. You can send me comments which are based on some argumentation, okay? And you're welcome to say what you think, of course. If you disagree with me, that's fine. But if you are rude or simply not polite enough, I will not reply. In this episode, I will do my best to be respectful as much as I can, but yet try to give you my honest opinions on the terrorist attacks, immigration and Islam in general. Bear in mind that I'm no expert, no journalist, nor... Am I someone who can speak Arabic and has read Quran? I'm just an ordinary dude who happens to be an English teacher who has lived abroad in the UK for some time and who has met some Muslims, who has even had Muslims on his own podcast as the guests, who has taught some Muslims from Saudi Arabia at school and regard some Muslims as friends. So let's go through what happened first there were six simultaneous attacks then they totally staggered the whole world similarly to attacks in London more than 10 years ago when these attacks were also conducted in a simultaneous manner so it's basically several bombings occurred in different places in one city in this case France the most horrific attack took place at the Bataclan Concert Theatre, uh, where fans were massacred during a concert by US rock group Eagles of Death Metal. Um, one attack happened just, I, just outside a football stadium, started de France, during a friendly football match between France and Germany. And there were four more attacks. One was in a restaurant, if I remember it well. It came to no surprise that the terrorist organization ISIS claimed responsibility for the attacks. Obviously, like always, they attacked in the name of Islam, shouting Allah Akbar, meaning God is great, or God is greater, or God is the greatest. In the middle of the refugee crisis in Europe, this brings a gloomy prospect for the whole situation and overall perception of Muslims in general. Like always, people will start generalizing Painting all Muslims with the same brush in fear for their own life and um, the future of their democratic countries. What is my take on this? Where do I stand? Well, to be honest with you, it's not going to be a light-hearted debate, something I can explain in five minutes. It's simply impossible. So, first of all, what is ISIS or the Islamic State Movement? I'm sorry to use rude language here, but... The fuckers behind this. Who are these bastards who kill innocent people? Well, they first emerged in 2013 as a splinter from an Al-Qaeda affiliate. They are jihadi militant groups. Sorry, they are jihadi militant group, which has become known for brutal beheadings and extreme violence, has claimed responsibility for the horrific attacks across the whole world. Recently, for example, a Russian plane fell down and... They also um, claimed responsibility for this. ISIS are a terrorist group mm, led mainly by extremist Sunnits. Sunnits, it's one of the branches of Islam. You know, there are like two main branches, like Sunnits and Shiites. So uh, ISIS belong to to Sunnits. They are Muslims from Iraq and Syria. They are led by self-styled caliph Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. The group claims religious, military and political authority over Muslims across the world. They have been condemned by the mainstream Muslim community, that's important to say. But the group controls large lands of Iraq and Syria. Its goal is to establish itself as a caliphate uh, with al-Baghdadi as their leader. The group uh, claims he is the successor to the Prophet Muhammad. It follows an extremist in- interpretation of the Quran and promote violence, sexual slavery for women, and a return to what it calls pure Islam. Now again, let me say it again, this is not a mainstream Islam. This is just this terrorist organization. So basically, basically, the Islamic State claims responsibility for Saturday for the catastrophic attacks that happened on the French soil. Uh, in the capital of France. Uh, Paris. And they are calling them. The first of the storm. And mocking France. As a capital of prostitution and obscenity. Um, in other words. They t- threaten here to to wage war. To kill. Well the war is already happening obviously. They threaten to kill. In this cowardly manner. Recently at least I have watched a video. Where they say these things. And Um, it's apparent that there there is more to come from them as they are the purest embodiment of the righteousness and everyone else is an infidel for them, basically, you know? Like, no matter who you are, Muslim, non-Muslim, if you do not follow their um, principles, you are wrong, you are bad. You are on the other side and you should die for it. So what do I actually think? Well... I am on a dangerous ground right now. I uh, realize that. Because I am expressing my opinions openly okay, to the public uh, by saying this on my podcast. And I know I have listeners from different parts of the world. And one day this could be used against me. But you know what? I'm not afraid. Because I am living in a free country. And I'm not afraid to express what I think. So, well, I think that both Muslims and non-Muslims believe that ISIS and the Islamic State should be obliterated, wiped out from the surface of the world. The problem is, it is really hard to fight terrorists, because they have no moral compass, especially if there are some who believe that there is an afterlife, and by blowing themselves up, they lead themselves to salvation, especially when they are threatened by their chiefs. I imagine if they refused orders, they could easily get killed or tortured in a horrific way. I believe they are threatened by ISIS uh, with being tortured and actually dying in a suicide attack might be a better prospect for them in this case uh, than disobeying their direct orders. The problem is that a lot of these ISIS warriors, calling them warriors sounds a bit too heroic fucking cowards they are live among us in europe well hopefully not in my country but who knows they might be uh, here too but certainly a lot of them live in france britain russia sweden belgium and so on slowly they are preparing for these kinds of attacks in silence plotting carefully another horror this is the fifth column, you know. This is the Trojan horse among good Muslims, hidden enemy. This is the worst. Obviously, there are some anti-terrorist organizations, secret intelligence, and spying. Um, I don't know, spying organizations which also try to do tremendous job, but often prevent prevent a lot. But they can't simply prevent everything. I say no. It is impossible. Uh, not in a democratic country like this where uh, freedom of speech and freedom of expression and uh, freedom of religion is one of the values we have in europe you know and these guys know it they take advantage they immigrate here under a hidden identity Uh, as i said they are like a trojan horse you know even if it is just 0.001 from all the immigrants that come it is still a risk That is why everyone is freaking out now, because of the immigrants. The question is, should we help the refugees from Syria, or should we not? Well, I have a lot of friends, or people I hang out with. Uh, Some of them I wouldn't call my friends, but just simply some acquaintances. And they really have uh, very extreme opinions. Uh, Nothing like what I'm talking to you right now about. I'm trying to see both sides of the conflict. These friends of mine, they really have aggressive standpoint. And the thing is, can I blame them? They are just afraid. You know, my friends like various statuses on Facebook, for example. They, um, most of them, for example, temporarily, up- temporarily update the current photo in a way they, that they give it a shading in tricolor for the French national flag. Why do that? Well, to show sympathy. They feel for France. I did that too, by the way, because um, not because I want to be mainstream or anything, but it's just because I want to fight against this. And there is a Muslim friend uh, who I have, who, who has done the same thing, actually, who has uh, uh, updated his photo in this way. So I think that's exactly what we need. We need to unite against the, the ISIS and the terrorists. Right, so anyway, I decided to kind of um, read several comments that I've recently picked uh, or picked up from my Facebook wall and I will try to have different takes on the situation, not just showing one side of the conflict, all right? So some, uh, some of my friends posted... Uh, a picture of Homer Simpson basically in a pub apparently drunk who can see all his friends with blurred faces, faces blurred in French tricolour, just like the the updated photos that people do. The only one without this photo modification being Homer himself. This basically implies that again this person, whoever uh, shared this, disagrees with this change of photo. Um... Another friend of mine posted this shared picture message and I think I have to read it right now. So let me find it. Um. Okay, so I've got it. It is not Paris we should pray for, it is the world. It is a world in which Beirut, reeling from bombings two days before Paris, is not covered in the press. A world in which a bomb goes off at a funeral in Baghdad, and not one person's status update says Baghdad, because not a white person died in that fire. Pray for the world that blames a refugee crisis for a terrorist attack. That does not pause to differentiate between the attacker and the person running from the very same thing you are. Pray for a world where people walking across countries for months, their only belongings upon their backs, are told they have no place to go. Say a prayer for Paris, by all means, but pray more for the world that does not have a prayer, for those who no longer have home to defend, for a world that is falling apart in all corners and not simply in the towers and cafes we find so familiar. So basically, this suggests that um, it's not enough to just update your status and show sympathy for France. Um, It comes down to survival instincts, I think. I live in Europe. I want to be safe. And if being safe means refusing to help someone in need It may make me a morally flawed person, but not necessarily because I'm doing it for my own protection. You might argue that I have no moral compass, but do I really not have it? If I'm doing this for my own protection, you know, demographic forecasts are that there will be many more Muslims in the world within several decades because Muslim families have typically a lot of children, many more than families of a Western family. Speaking from my own experience, uh, because I'm not planning to have a child anytime soon. But never say never. But right now, I don't feel like having a baby. It is not a value for me at this point. But it's definitely always a value for um, Muslims. Because it's just part of who they are. They have a lot of children. And it's okay. But this can change one day. Uh, the the, poly, uh, the like demographic um, situation, of course. Muslims just give birth to a lot of babies, which means their generations grow much faster. Even here in Western countries, now they are minority, but for example, in France, they're becoming less of a minority. This means that one day, when uh, there are enough of them, they will logically change the laws in the countries, implement, for example, the Sharia law. And if you are saying that they won't, I, I think you're wrong, because it's natural, you know, of course they will do it. If the opportunity presents itself. And can you blame them? It's logical. You would do it too. You know. But we don't want it here. Because it would push our major Christian values. Or even if we speak about atheist values. I mean I'm an atheist myself. And my country belongs to um, uh, the countries with, with uh, the, the largest proportion of atheists. But I'm talking about democratic values. The values of freedom of speech, freedom of uh, movement, and so on. Um, and we could uh, become m- a minority one day. I don't know, in 50 years or something, according to these predictions. And I don't know if I would really want that. I mean, we have been building these values over a long period of time. We have come through a lot of dark periods. Like, we have to be honest here. Stuff like slavery, crusades. Witch hunts, Hitler, the Second World War, the genocide. I had, um, not I personally, but we had to go through this and it made us who we are. And right now people are just afraid. You cannot blame them. I'm talking about the Europeans. Or I may draw another parallel with the TV series The Walking Dead. During zombie apocalypse, after the society as we know it collapses, A lot of weird people emerge. There is the survival instinct uh, kind of wakes up in these people to survive people do stuff they would never do in a normal uh, circumstances. And does does that make them all bad? I mean, it's a bit philosophical question, really. Well, they do this to protect themselves. Helping others may be a sign of strength, actually. It could boost chances of your own survival. But... It could also be vice-versa helping others may be a sign of weakness because you help some wrong people and one day they will just betray you kill you you know this is this is hard this is tough but if you never help it can make you a savage and inhumane person that shatters these Christian values but that's who we are we are uh, human beings we are animals who have evolved we have become civilized over the thousands of years but now we have come to the point where everything could be destroyed because we own weapons of mass destructions uh, of mass destructions such as atomic bombs which could easily exterminate life on the planet if uh, a nuclear war broke out or something such potential they have so there is a risk and as much as i want to be an optimist there is always a chance some something terrible might happen. See, my point is that, yes, uh, the message I read you uh, from, from the Facebook picture, it's true. But now what happened in France is so close to where I live. It happened on the continent I live, Europe. There's only Germany between the Czech Republic and France. And I'm more scared when it happens here than if it happens in Baghdad or somewhere else. I know it's not fair and uh, like Human life is human life, but if a plane falls somewhere deep in Russia, or if people get murdered in South Amer- uh, sorry in South Africa, uh, it's further i 'm not saying that lives of people far away, far away from me are less valuable than lives of people in Europe. No, human life is a human life, but I 'm saying if this is happening near me, I-, I have to act it's my instinct. you know I try to protect myself. This is my intrinsic instinct. Okay, another point uh, I have here by one of my friends on Facebook is that we are in war and refugees are on our side. Well, yes, they are and it is horrible what is happening and we should help them. We are morally obliged to or are we not? Would you take a risk if you knew someone of them might later become a terrorist? Because they will not speak the language. They will find it hard to assimilate or integrate. This is just inevitable. A lot of them will live here in poor conditions. They will live in slums or so. It's just impossible to help them all, I think. Certainly not in money-driven society as this one is. And from these poor conditions... Well, you know, poverty breeds extremism. It's, it has always been the case. Historically, always proven. People are poor... They revolt, you know, they don't want to be like that because it's their natural thing. They want to have better standards of living or they are looking for some uh, basically purpose of life or something. You know, it's just impossible to help them all because being marginalized, living on the edge of society sucks. Nobody wants to be a pariah and a loser and it just sucks to, to be living without a purpose or having low value in society um, being of low class that's why these people get get attracted by terrorist organizations uh, such as ISIS get recruited and then kill themselves for example in the name of Allah killing innocent people and spreading fear among civilians and spreading hatred among the inhabitants so it's really questions if we should accept these refugees to be honest with you, I don't know. I am kind of on the fence here. I understand my friends who are afraid, but I also think it's it's kind of our it's our duty to help them because it's humane. It's you know, it's something we should do like help somebody who 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 is in need. All right? So, I don't know. This is this is really tough to answer. Another comment from my very good friend living in the UK, actually. He wanted me to name him. He is Franta. You have uh, heard one episode with Franta already. Um, He has been on the podcast before I recorded one uh, interview with him in London. Okay, so I'm going to read you what he wrote and then give you my um, opinion on it. Okay. Prayers, candles. Facebook flags, politicians sending a condolence message along with words like we must do this, we must do that, blah 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 is the same old story over and over again. Straight after each attack, attack we learn that the attackers had been watched by Secret Service or these individuals had been very well known to the, to the Secret Service agencies but not arrested. No single action taken until these people blew themselves up and take innocent lives with them. I'm not a politician nor secret service agent, but I consider myself as a man with decent level of common sense, and I do struggle to come to terms with comprehension in this matter. Would any earlier action or arrest upset the Islamic community in Europe? Would that somehow violate the human rights? I must be clearly missing something. Is it really worth to remain in hostile, standoff situation with Russia over the Ukraine and persistent with the economic sanctions? Would not make more sense to come united, wipe these sub-animals out of the surface of planet Earth, secure and patrol the US borders. We have supersonic, non-visible uh, fighter jets, hundreds of warships with thousands highly trained sailors and marines, We have a fucking self-laser computer, guided cruise, missiles that can accurately hit my balls from the distance of moon to earth. But what for? What for if we fail to accomplish the simplest mission, secure our borders, lock the house door? It will happen again, because I doubt that any drastic measures will be taken after this. Yes, perhaps I will have to strip my pants at Gatwick Airport when traveling on holiday. But I'm afraid that this is as far as it will go. So who is going to be next? Your mom, dad, son, daughter, friend or you? Which flag will Facebook create next? I will not pray as I'm non-religious and uh, attend church once, uh, only once per year during the Christmas. But I've been forced to the outrageous and gruesome wish that the next flag will not be British as I live and work here for more than a quarter of my entire life, have a many good friends, and experience the pure fear getting into the tube after the attack in London 2005. By the way, at that time I was living in London too. So uh, I remember that very well. And I was also afraid to travel. Uh, and Czechs as I have my family members living there. So, um, I'm sorry I had to get it off my chest. Over. So, this is Franta's opinion. And I, I really think it's an interesting one. Um, so, what do you think about this? Well, yes, I understand my friend totally. He wants to fight back. Show strength. Not to give up. But the thing is, whose flag is he talking about? I hope he's talking about the flag of Uh, the so-called Islamic State. I totally agree with military actions against these fucking jihadists with no mercy approach. Just pure obliteration, without hesitation. But I don't agree with tarring everyone with the same brush. I'm not saying my friend is implying that, but his message is slightly ambiguous, uh, um, or if not ambiguous, rather open to different interpretation. The bottom line is, Um, In my opinion, it will be fucking hard to separate the chaff from the wheat as they are hiding as one of them, those who practice Islam. So uh, uh, among all Muslims, they go to the mosques in these countries and uh, these guys are tainting the name of good and peaceful believers, Um, but they work, as I said before, as the fifth colon or as the Trojan horse. Uh, So these were some of the comments I've picked up recently from the the statuses of my friends. And I tried to kind of uh, express uh, my own uh, views and takes. Um, So now I would like to kind of summarize it or tell you what I think. So where do I stand? Basically, I can understand all these points of view. So where do I stand? Basically, I can understand all points of view. You can't blame all Muslims for what has happened. But at the same time, it's apparently Quran that allows this extreme interpretation of jihad. And this should not be ignored. I would like to think that majority of Muslims are good people. And in fact, I'm sure it's true. But when it comes down to a conflict, world conflict, God forbid, it will all boil down to the instincts and flock of feathers stick together. You can't blame Muslims for what happened. I repeat... And I really think this. My best friends disagree with me. And we often have arguments about this. The fact of the matter is. Can I blame my friends? No, I can't. I understand them. They they are afraid. So, where do I stand? Well, on the fence. I have some Muslim friends. And they are good people. But I don't like any religious fanaticism in any form. Too much of everything is just bad. If Muslims want to live in Europe... And you know, I'm for multiculturalism more than anything. Because I like variety and ultimately it enriches everyone. But Muslims have to integrate, respect the host countries and their laws. I get it, that God is everything for them. But that's the origin of the problem, I believe. I have no problem with anyone practicing any religion, as long as they don't harm others. But clearly, there is a group of people who continue taking these, terror- these horrific actions against humanity, threatening the democratic principles of the West, taking advantage of the hospitality um, the West provided to them by putting God over everything that the European nations stand for. On balance, I know a lot of Muslims, I know a lot of good Muslims. I have seen a lot of debates, even academic ones, featuring Islamic scholars. But they haven't convinced me that Islam is a religion of peace. I believe that the vast majority of Muslims are peaceful people. I do. But some Muslims interpret Quran in this twisted way uh, that they kill in the name of Islam. Why? How is it possible? I am a non-believer or atheist, if, if you will. In spite of that, I believe faith can be a source of power for people. It gives people purpose and inner strength. But when it is used for such purposes as killing innocent people, this is simply not justified. It's absolutely clear. Just like Catholic Church killed people during crusades and it was not right. And Islam hasn't gone through this necessary reform, I think. It needs to be reformed. Stoning, public shaming, public execution, cutting of limbs for stealing, something like this. And I've been told these things happen commonly in Saudi Arabia. And, uh, because I, I told you, I taught some Saudi Arabians... I spoke to them about it. They told me this is still happening. And it's just, I think it doesn't belong here, to this world. Say what you think. But I believe that these practices are just wrong for this century. And I consider myself a multicultural person. I I hate xenophobia. I'm against racism. And as much as I disagree with my friends' views, I also partly understand them, especially in the light of the recent events. If I were asked to make a prediction, I could go for an optimistic one or pessimistic one. The dire prediction would be the third world war will eventually happen because this is certainly unsustainable. But it could lead to catastrophic consequences as nuclear war and so on. So I would rather avoid this and instead my favorite is the optimistic prediction that we will start respecting each other Muslims will integrate better, dropping some of their Islamic traditions, such as wailing a woman at school, you know, is just an example. Here in the West, everyone is equal. If I came to your country, I would also try to respect your customs. If I were a woman, I would veil myself in hijab or burqa too, in, let's say, Saudi Arabia. And non-Muslims should start treating Muslims better too, without any prejudice, okay because this is what's happening as well like we have to look at both sides Um, if we want peace everybody has to pitch in everybody has to take part if someone makes fun of your religious prophet and it is a satirical magazine don't get insulted or offended we make fun of everyone here it's a Western value freedom of speech I hope all people will come to sense from my perspective and we have seen it countless times, the terrorists won't accept this. I hope ordinary Muslims can, but the terrorists won't. So the only option here left is to fight fire with fire. This is the only possible approach. So the whole world should unite and work towards this goal. Muslims or non-Muslims alike, we should respect each other much more. And uh, if Muslims want us To let them worship or practice their religion they should also assimilate in a better way from my experience as i taught the, the saudi arabic students for example they really found it hard to adopt to some customs or even to some basic things like they were always late for my lessons or they were instead of trying to be honest with me they were looking for some excuses sometimes lying to me i'm talking from my own personal experience and I'm not promoting any hatred here. I'm just telling you what I experienced. And I know it from some others that it's hard with some Muslims. They just don't want to adopt. You know, they think their God and their religion is over everything. And I personally think this is slightly a problem. This is what Muslims should change if they want to, if they want to come to Europe Just like I would have to change myself if I wanted to, I don't know, work as a teacher in Saudi Arabia, I would really like to try one day. If I went to Saudi Arabia, could I find an Arabic girl? No, I wouldn't be allowed as a non-Muslim to date an Arabic girl. This is okay because I would be living there, so I wouldn't even try. I would respect their customs and traditions and religion, Okay. So, that's um, what I'm talking about here. Sorry, I've gone a little bit off the script. I don't know if you noticed it. But as I read this uh, prepared script, I have, um, I have realized there are more things I want to tell you. And um, maybe support my arguments better. Yeah. Um, the question is, can we live happily ever after? I don't think so. This is not human nature. Human nature is selfish. But we can at least try to make the better world. Live without wars in peace, side by side, respect each other. But first we need to get rid of these douchebags, of these retarded fuckers, the ISIS. I'm sorry for strong language, but I'm really pissed off after what has happened. And I'm sure I'm not the only one, you know. I hope you all agree, at least with this last point I made, that we should all unite against the common enemy. And I am aware that you will not necessarily agree with everything, but please try to understand me at least. Just like I try to understand my friends, who fear you guys, because they think you find it hard to integrate, instead retaining all your traditions and slowly implementing it in Europe. Ultimately, though, we should respect each other for being... Human beings, human being is more than any god of any sort or deity in the world. This is what I think. My opinions may change as much as I would like to keep them stable. But the more attacks there are in Europe, the more I become uh, afraid and more insecure. And ultimately, if it came down to survival, well, I don't know what I would do. Would I stand by my own kind? Uh, Because birds of feathers... Flock together? But what's my kind? Is it Europeans? Christians? No, I'm an atheist. So is it atheist? No, it should be human beings. Okay, so that's another raised question here. But I would never, ever promote anything like genocide or obliteration. No second Hitler. I would just probably approve of stricter rules for Muslims in Europe. ...wanting them to fully integrate to this society... ...dropping some of their habits... ...which go against the law... ...and European constitution... ...I would probably uh, be for... ...cutting the Muslim immigration from... Uh, ...the world-torn countries... ...just cutting, cutting down on it... ...because it's unsustainable here right now... ...and... Um, ...if it were to happen... ...the immigration... Um, ...they should be scrutinized carefully... Uh, risks should be assessed because as I said before it's like a Trojan horse with these immigrants come ISIS fighters and it's absolutely impossible to separate them because they hide under one umbrella term um, under the Islam they all practice Islam and who is bad who is good they will not uh, show their true color of course, they will not tell you that they are terrorists, why would they? so It is all I would go for if it came to the point I would be afraid for my own life. Which right now I'm not. But for sure Parisians and French people are. My Czech friends are. And you can't blame them. Let's hope it will not come to this and the world unites against all terrorists. I'm a little bit afraid that the conspiration theories should also be taken into account here. Uh, The powerful countries... Um, with some geopolitical economic interest, the USA, Saudi Arabia, China, Russia. I don't know what to think because I don't. I'm not uh, Edward Snowden. Uh, I don't own any uh, secret information, so I don't know what's happening and uh, who pulls what str- what strings. It's blurred. It's um. It's vague. Too vague for me. Uh, But I think conspiration theory should be taken into account. Because I want to show that I'm an open-minded person, not a bigot. I'd like to offer a dialogue. This is just my take on things, but I'm willing to listen. The plan is, I'd like to speak to some people in my vicinity, including Muslims and non-Muslims, to give you more opinions, to follow up on this episode of the podcast. And before I wrap this up... um, I have come up with uh, my solution to this problem, which I posted on my Facebook status. And I hope my solution is peaceful, because I'm sure you must have noticed that uh, I have presented here different opinions. Uh, I have touched upon different aspects of this uh, problem. I have talked about terrorism, Islam in general, um, some problems there are with immigration and I have tried to uh, show you the point of view of scared people, just the people living in Europe. Ordinary people. So now uh, let me offer a solution. Before I wrap this up, I would like to give you my solution to the problem. I think it's peaceful. Um, And I posted this on my Facebook. And of course, it... um, some people started responding uh, to to what I wrote, and uh, I got some likes, but some people ignore it. Uh, I know that often it 's better not to uh, make this uh, kind of comments because um, you come up against a lot of criticism and it sparks up passionate debate often hateful debate, which is terrible. I have read some comments recently on some facebook pages like and it 's a it 's a it's just full of hate, and it's horrible. So, I wrote. As I... Uh, I have to translate it into, into English. Um, as I'm reading these four uh, articles, and as I understand these contributions, it's here again, it's back. The hatred. Instead of Muslims being insulted and offended, instead of Muslims blaming the, the, the West for everything... They should refrain from, um, from this, these attacks. They should clearly say what they think about... They should condemn all of them. They should condemn these acts of atrocity. I believe some of them are still happy in their heart that this happened to the West. So they should all unite with the with the West. And Western people should stop painting everyone with the same brush and... We should all work together against the common enemy. Okay. Um, We should not let the Third World War happen. If we continue in this kind of manner, it will only breed more hate and the peaceful solution will be in jeopardy. And the Third World War will be imminent just around the corner in sight. So I think that's it from me today. I know today's episode was uh, a serious one. I didn't attempt to make not even a single joke because it's not the right time and the right place when you should do something like that, obviously. It's a serious problem and something that has to be tackled. And um, I do really think we should get rid of ISIS. Just demolish, destroy... Then make sure none of the fighters of ISIS and Islamic State um, exist in this world. But we can always have some insane individuals like Breivik in Norway. It will always happen. But this is much worse because this is organized. Okay, this is this is um, well, it's like a sect really. It's a splinter from Islamic believers. So it's some people who interpret Islam in their way. I know Islam is a religion of peace, but there is this group of people who don't think so. And they abuse, they misuse Islam for these purposes. So they have to be stopped. And I hope that you all agree with me. No matter if you are uh, Muslims or non-Muslims, I hope that you, you can understand that I may have some Europeans opinion some european opinions on this and i may be afraid and i because i don't want sharia law here in europe okay you have to understand this but at the same time i will not have any neo-nazi ideas of my friends i will not have that so that's it from me have a nice day and tune in next time this has been zdenek and you've been listening to zdenek's english podcast bye